Hey y'all, Tyler Gobble here. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Future Barn Podcast. It is a conversation with Ruby Joe Walker, who is a very smart and thoughtful LCSW, and she also happens to be my mom's BFF. And during a recent visit here to Elwood from Colorado, I sat down with her to talk about how the COVID shutdown has affected folks' mental health um, and mindfulness practices that we might use in order um, to regulate the body. Um, as you might tell from this interview, I have a lot of respect for Ruby Joe, and I also so she makes me a little nervous, uh, and so I'm a little chattery at times. But otherwise, I think it's a really nice talk, um, and she says some really insightful things about the ways we can take care of ourselves. Um, and so at the at the end of this introduction, I'm going to read a poem uh, that Ruby Joe sent to me and my mother when I was having a really hard time in April. It meant a lot to me, continues to mean a lot to me, um, and I just thought it'd be a nice way uh, to start before we head into the conversation. So thank you for listening, um, and thank you for all the support. Take care, y'all. To Bless the Space Between Us by John O'Donohue In out-of-way places of the heart where your thoughts never think to wonder, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you are ready to emerge. For a long time it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety and the gray promises that sameness whispered. Heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent. Wondered would you always live like this. Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped on a new ground. Your eyes young again with energy and dream. A path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease and risk. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm. For your soul senses the world that awaits you. I'm here with uh, Ruby Joe Walker, um, who is you're a LCSW. Is that the, I am. What does that stand for? I know licensed last... clinical so- social worker. Okay, yeah. Um, that's what I thought. Um, and you're also uh, BFFs with my mother. Um, I am. And, and so that's how I know you. And so when I was uh, when I was thinking about so when I when you were here, you're you're visiting my mom, and I was. I was like, I kept having this little voice in my head was like, you should have Ruby Joe for the podcast. I'm like, but the podcast is about people from Elwood. And then I realized mm. it's not about people from Elwood. It's about living in a small town like Elwood and also in, it's about uh, how to be a good person in Elwood. Because that's like the big question I'm trying to answer with myself is if I'm going to live here for the next 40 years, like I think I am, 
like my mom has, like my grandpa did, and they're both good people. How do I make my own path as a good person? Oh. And I think one of the things that you do is you talk to good people. Hmm. And so I'm trying to talk to good people from Elwood or, or who live in Elwood and who are doing good things. But I also was like, my mom's grown so much because of her relationship with you. So I think you have something that you can offer me and Elwood and in the way that you have offered my mom. Well, one thing I would say, it's interesting you use the words even, you know, be a good person. Mm -hmm. So our ability to be a good person, it goes right into what I'm most interested in. Yeah. It's about our nervous system state. Yeah. So if we are regulated and we are in a good state, you always get the best of someone's humanness. Yeah. If they are dysregulated, you are never going to get the best of anybody's humanness. So it's simply not possible. Yeah. So what it means then is we we have an obligation then to work on our regulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so that was kind of something we were talking about when we were like, what will we talk about? And we were like, well, we can talk about this whole COVID situation mm-hmm. and, and the, and the way, um, it has, has dysregulated people. It has very much dysregulated people. Um, and we'll just, before we get too into that. So some of the words that, I use when talking to you a lot. We talk about regulation. Mm-hmm. So what's what's like the when you say like someone needs to be regulated? What exactly do you mean by I that? I mean that we are responding appropriately to reality. But, yes. And so what that means then is there is going to be a range. So regulated doesn't mean we're sitting around calm all the time. Yes. There's a big myth out there. Sometimes right now I needed to engage some fight response around some advocacy for my kid. Yep. That's appropriate regulation. Yep. That is my job as a mom. Yep. And so, you know, that that's something that you that requires using healthy fight response. Mm-hmm. I was not mean to anybody. I did not cuss anybody out. Yep. But I did get very clear about what needs to happen and about advocating for her. So that's what I mean by responding appropriately to reality. So, so many times people are responding in a way that actually isn't about what's happening. It's about the state of their body Uh, and it is not present moment all of the time. And so when the body is in dysregulated states, you're going to see less of good human behavior. Yeah. Uh, And you... And you know you talk a lot about the body and the mind and the body, and we, I think you use the word physiological. Is that the word that you use? Well, I could, you could use that. Is that a word yeah, you, yeah, uh-huh, that you're interested yeah. in? Um, because I know I was, <laughs> I realized that I haven't looked at your website. I realized today I haven't I've looked at, and I was like, why haven't I looked at her website? That seems a strange thing for me to not have done because a lot of my information about you just comes from mom. Right. So I realized. Uh-huh. So today I was looking. I was, and then um, you f- you founded a thing called post traumatic growth somatic therapy. Did I get I that did. right? Yes. Uh, and is that related to what we're talking about here as well? Um, it is because you really can't do post traumatic growth, which is really expanding from trauma, yeah. not just getting through trauma. You can't expand unless you have a regulated nervous system. Yes. And then you also need to have um, core beliefs that support you in expanding. Yeah. Okay. So, so this COVID situation, 
is kind of a mass trauma event that's happening, right? It is right? a mass trauma, and we actually don't have a template for it, so we don't really know. Yeah. And one of the things that's really difficult in the United States is that we lack leadership. Yep. And it has, and, and science has become politicized. Yep. And so that is really creating tremendous amount of confusion with people. Yes. And it's creating more division. And then another big thing is that we are actually wired to be regulated by another human. Right now, our huh. nervous system, we're supposed to be human to human regulating. Yes. So this is what's really different about us as mammals. So yep. this doesn't happen with reptiles. This didn't happen you yep. know, with other kinds of species. Mammals, this is unique to social us. Social creatures. We are social creatures. And humans in particular have the longest caregiving of any mammal. Yes. You know, we do. It takes a long time to raise our um, young to be independent. So we're wired to co-regulate. Yes. And so there's more isolation happening. There's less of these activities. And so our bodies actually cry out, Stephen Porges says, to be regulated by one another. It's uh -huh. not getting to happen. And sometimes we're looking at somebody and we're thinking they may be a threat. They aren't wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Or for people that disagree with masks, they are wearing a mask. Yes. And so what happens then is it's not, we're not thinking, oh, wow, this person's a threat. Our biology goes into it. So when the threat response gets evoked, there's certain physiological mm -hmm. states that get going and people end up having a reaction that's all about what's going on in the physiology. Okay. And so the really big deal is physiology has corresponding emotions uh -huh. and it has corresponding behaviors. Yes. So in those states, there are things we can do and cannot do. So what I'm seeing and working with clients all during this, this time is... Uh -huh. They are, you know, I'm living in another state, so our state is not quite as opened up as your state yet. Sure. And so people are not doing well. Moms are getting absolutely exhausted with childcare and no breaks. Yep. They're feeling pressed because they're trying, some are trying to work from home, but, but they're just as distressed working from home as being a mom who's never getting a break. Yep. And so they aren't having the natural, oh, my kid goes to camp for two weeks or they're with their friends for this amount of time. Or even they just going getting, to school. Yes, exactly. And so also based on somebody's nervous system state, it's going to be about how how they actually calm down the most and how they get back to themselves. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's time on their own. And for some people, it's more being with others. Time on your own for some people is, is they're not getting it. Some of the moms. Mm -hmm. And then some people are getting it a lot and they're doing fine. Yeah. Um, and then there's people who are really needing other humans and they're really not getting it. Yeah. Well, that was what... So my... You know, I talk personally on this podcast, so uh, like my wife left me at the same within a week of like COVID hitting, mm -hmm. and so I went from living with someone right. out in the country to alone out in the country with a mental illness and this national pandemic going on, this national isolation. Yeah, and I, I, I felt it viscerally right away where I was like, even though so one really one thing moved. Diana moved, everything kind of Every, shifted. Oh, absolutely. That's huge. So you really got all the double whammy of trauma. Yeah. And it was unexpected loss also. Yes. And so at a time when your system was already not at its optimum. And we're heading into a, we're heading into a, we were head. it was Mar end of March. So we're heading into this time right. where it's hit, hitting. And so 
Um, it underlines the loss then. Uh, because you're, so the loss is That's underlined. a really good way to put it, underlining the loss. Um, well, I just keep, uh, yeah, so, so when you're talking about the way this kind, these kind of dysregulations and these physiolog- physiological responses happen, um, I think we've talked about this book before, you and I, but the uh, Waking the Tiger book. Right. Are mm-hmm. you a fan of that? Are, do you, I do, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. agree with, okay, uh, and I've read that and just this basic, it kind of has that, uh, it he looks a lot at other animals and how they oh, other yeah, animals yeah, and yeah. how they uh-huh. respond and I think that was really eye opening to me because I think sometimes we get lost in being human being this we're this next level right like when we start thinking about ourselves that we forget that we are also mammals and we're also animals and we're also you know all down right and um, I'm just because I think we get lost and I I personally. Sometimes you get lost in technology, where I'm looking for that re- interaction. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's actually triggering those responses you're talking about. Right. Where on Facebook, or on all right. social media, but Facebook especially, everything feels combative, even when it's not. Yeah. Even when it's just like, here's a funny thing I saw. It's it's combative. Well, see, that's great. You're tracking that. So you know what that's about. So first of all. Um, if we don't have like fight, flight, or freeze, so fight yep. is like, you know, we're, we're setting our boundaries when we're healthy and we're bringing in our needs. Unhealthy is we're being mean and rude to people. Uh-huh. Um, although sometimes how you, you, you certainly don't say to the purse snatcher, um, no, thank you. I don't want you to do yeah, this. Yeah. You would fight with them. You'd say, yeah. you know, get out of here, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then flight response is getting out of a situation. So one of the things that happens is if all of that gets internalized, people's flight response is going to be more towards addictions and cell phones mm-hmm. because we're actually moving away from ourselves. Yes. And then uh, the fight response is we tend to be more self-judgmental. Mm-hmm. And then the freeze response tends to be more j- r- j- rumination, overthinking, spinning in thought because it's actually where, disconnected. Yeah, which is where I often f- yeah. find myself stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the anecdotes there is to kind of come back to the body then. Yes. Because if you come back to the body, then you're not stuck up in there. But where were we going that we were talking about? Well, I was talking about technology and how it it simulates that connection you say we need. Right. But it's not actually that. No. We don't actually know how to use it yet. Well, some of it is it's subpar. We're actually wired as animals to be connected human to human. So it's simply less satisfying to our biology. But you name something so important that people don't always pick up, and that is how much, when we are not in connection, it will affect our perception. And so you're Mm -hmm. saying that people will feel combative. So, So much of it is in this fight flight state, one of the things that goes on is we are more defensive and judgmental. Yes. So in that more defended state, we actually hear that as criticism. That's a marker of a state. Uh So what it means is your biology is actually in fight flight, Mm -hmm. or you wouldn't be misinterpreting cues so much. Mm -hmm. So you run across people who misinterpret cues constantly. So that's somebody (laughs) who's got an elevated physiology, right? And then you meet somebody else who, eh, they take it in stride. They just never even kind of go there. Like, oh, really? Or whatever. You know, that's somebody whose physiological state is calm. Yes. And so that's a, a, and they're in regulation. Yes. Um, Well, and so 
and the thing that on both ends of those that what we're talking about is uh, what you put out in the world, like this, the way I'm feeling physiologically, I'm putting that out in the world, but I'm also interacting with like what you're putting out in the world and what other people. So it's not just like, I'm just sending out signals. You're sending signals back, which I'm for. And so it's this kind of, it's this loop within a loop. It is. But, but the important thing is you're bringing in awareness. Uh I want you to know most of the time people don't have awareness. Okay. So they have no awareness. All they know is they believe their narrative. Uh That's actually the most common thing. Uh So people believe the narrative that they're thinking about the other person Uh because of their elevated state. So we do not know we are always aware of our body will send us a signal. It yeah. will determine our behavior. We will have no connection to it. We are out of reality. Yes. None. It's, we really won't know it. It's the, So it's, I've been in this group that's been using the serenity prayer. And yeah. it's that whole, what can you change? Knowing yeah. what you can't yeah. change and what you can't and, and acting on that. Um, and that's been huge for me. Um, because, yeah, just that sense of uh, this is what I can is like you said, bringing it into the body. Well, and it's I. I mean, I'm a big believer in that. Even if people aren't interested in any kind of spirituality, no, I just cut off God at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, okay. Say, However, it works. I just cut. Yeah, but there's such there is wisdom too there to yeah. accept because if we don't accept what's actually occurring uh-huh. and that is real, yes, we are not going to be able to move forward in any way. Yes, and sometimes we do need to change something. We have to know when that is. And we do need the wisdom to yeah. understand. So there's, it's a really beautiful it is. statement. And it's so, as a poet too, I'm like, the language, there's there's, yeah. no, you, there's no loose parts. You no, can't take yeah. any language no, out of there. Can't. Oh, I guess you took God out. You found I just, way. <laughs> It's the first word. I can chop off the first word. I can, but grant me, somebody grant me. Um, I don't care who. And, grant um, myself, yeah. Or grant myself. Uh, but so, yeah, so this is really interesting conceptually, but like you're saying, we are working on this awareness that some folks don't. So with your clients or just with people in general, how do you, what are some things people can actually do to get that body to body or to get back in that body? What are some things you suggest for people? And what are some things that, uh, and to like kind of beyond that, once they're in their body to kind of have a better person to person interaction as we get back to that or as we deal with that. Um, well, what are things that you're into? One of the biggest things is mindfulness. Yes. So, so we are just learning, and it is just undeniable. Isn't it exciting how it, right it we're changes so, everything? We're so I mean, in Western culture, I guess. Yeah. In other cultures, they've been doing more than we have. Yeah, but it's really moving into the resiliency. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole idea of resiliency it is one of the cornerstones, mm-hmm. and so mindfulness is learning to kind of be in the here and now mm-hmm. without judgment. Yes. And so it can become a practice. And so there's all kinds of mindfulness kinds of um, like audios to listen yep. to. The Insight Timer is a free app yeah. that has like, has a seven-day mindfulness class. I've heard really good things about that. Yes, and it's a seven-day seven class for free, 10 minutes a day of ten, seven different kinds of mindfulness to find your type. Okay. So some people aren't going to want to sit they can walk and learn mindfulness or they can do breath or maybe breath upsets them, but they can do something else. One of the things I do teach people because breathing, I have moved away from breathing years ago, teaching people about breath, but there is a 
a breath called the 335 uh-huh. that I now teach everybody because it's a quick nervous system reset okay. and it's 11 seconds. So what we now know is it takes 10 to 20 seconds to turn off the amygdala. The amygdala yep. is the smoke detector in the brain that tells us we're in danger. It's on way too much and really right now in the pandemic. So you can't do a 335 breath too often. Do you want to just do one? Yeah, just let's do one. Okay. So just take a moment and first just like exhale, just exhale out. Then breathe in. One, two, three. Hold. One, two, three. Out. One, two, three, four, five. And now just kind of notice your body. Okay, yeah. What do you notice? Um, I'm just being more in the body. It just immediately brings you back to... Yes. Um, brings you... It's like... It's like um, recalibrating, like it on is. a on a cam, mm-hmm. you know, on a camera when it's like, right. and you're like, you push that button, it recalibrates, right? And it's like, oh, the picture's clearer again. Yeah, it just says that moment where, um, and yeah. Yeah. So So for me, I even um, teach people now, like anybody who's ruminating, I say interrupt it with a 335 and then feel your body. Mm -hmm. Because if you do that, you actually shift out of the rumination so you can start a new pattern. Yeah. You know, just do the 335. And then I'm actually having people, I'll say commit to five minutes of mindfulness a day, one minute if that's all you have. Yeah. And where you do a 335, feel your body, listen for sound. Yep. Three, three, five. Feel your body. Listen for sound, because presence is in the body. Yeah. And some awareness outside. That's true presence. Yes. It's not because there are some people who, based on their really, they're more freezy people who are freeze dominant. They can just be in meditation all day long. Yeah. But they are not getting more present. Yes. They're using it to check out. Yes. So we want to figure out how to be more present. Yes. The more present we are. You know, and I'm sure you've heard me say before, trauma is a disorder of being in the here and now. Yes. People either hijacked into the um, past, um, pulled back, or they're Mm -hmm. anticipating the future. So just this idea of figuring, like getting present and cultivating that as many times a day is really helpful. Yeah. Well, I even think with that 335, what it, even just that act of saying to yourself, I'm going to do the 335 Uh is a moment of, recentering yourself is because of saying like i'm in this big expanse i'm in the world eating dinner i'm whatever i'm doing and then i'm saying wait i'm gonna go do this thing real quick right even i've even i've been trying to do this thing where i i try to read if i do nothing else i try to read five poems a day Mm -hmm. and i'll take and if a page long poem you know i can do it in 10 15 minutes right and i'll just um and i'll just just that act of being like and I have to do it by 3 o'clock. That's my rule. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be like, I'm getting busy after lunch. I'm getting rolling. And I'm like, nope, I need to just take 10 minutes. And just that act of saying I'm I'm pulling out of this large moment. I'm in this chaotic moment. And just come, it's me and these poems in, my, in, right. in the awareness of that. Kind of to go back to the mindfulness thing, I'm, I'm a, I found one that I really liked. I mm. like... Uh, Sam Harris's Waking Up. Oh my gosh, one of my clients. I um, I read his, he wrote a great book, the, yep. like The Letter to the Christian Nation. Yeah, Letter to the Christian yeah. Nation. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was and, the first one of his uh-huh. I ever read. Yeah. Um, my mom got me that one, so. Your mom got uh-huh. you? My mom definitely would not buy me that no, book. No, she wouldn't. Um, but, um, <laughs> but someone just told me about him and about how great it is, so I haven't checked it out. What I love about it is, 
Well, there's a lot of things I love about it, and I'll make it quick. Uh, but it's very expansive. So the, they have a intro, 28-part introductory course that Sam does, 10 minutes each. And it has longer lessons that he does. That ha- but then it also, he brings in other thinkers and mindfulness gurus and stuff to do their own chat. They have their own little sections in right. the app. Mm-hmm. Um, and around different concepts that they've developed. And then his wife even did a, there's a whole section there for kids, mindfulness for kids that, mm. that Sam's wife, Annika did. Um, and it's really beautiful. And there's, uh, he does podcast conversations around mindfulness that are specifically on the app. But one of the mm. things that I really, it's like seventy nine ninety nine a year. But one thing I really admire about Sam is he's kind of made himself, he calls it uncancelable. He's made it where he has made himself like his own business so that he doesn't have a boss that can fire him because he says something controversial that he thinks he needs to say. Um, and so he's made it, uh, hmm. but so he can kind of do whatever he wants. So he may, has this app and it costs seventy nine ninety nine. but um, if you email him, he will send you it for a year subscription for free and no hmm. questions asked. If you just say, I don't have like... I just emailed and said, hey, I have a mental illness. I'm having trouble working, but your app is really helpful to me. Any way you can help me out? And he just sent me a year. And he and the, he says they've given away like 2,000 of those. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have a lot of uh, admiration for that where it's oh, yeah. not this thing. Uh-huh. And this is something that I really want to make clear with this this project too is these concepts, this awareness or these practices, they're not just for um, – people in big cities or for people with degrees and they're for anyone and then mm-hmm. and, and so i love when people like sam are making or people like right. you doing this are making it accessible to mm-hmm. uh, more people and that's the i'm i want to butter your bread for a second i have really appreciated what you've been for my mom mm-hmm. because you're her friend but you also have a specific skill set mm-hmm. right <laughs> that from your professional life that you use in your friendships Mm. and that and like it was kind of what i was thinking about the other day where i everyone's like your eulogy was great you know at my grandpa's funeral and i was like i have two degrees in writing if my eulogy wasn't good then something's really wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and so it's like when you're being a thoughtful attentive listener and giving good actionable feedback to my mother that's your skill set at work and and so i'm just thankful that she has that Mm-hmm. Um, because it, Sweet. with my mental illness and with, uh, grandpa's passing, you know, we all needed that. So appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I, oh, I had a k- kind of a question around that. What was I wanting to say? Um, I don't remember. I write down these things and I never even use them. Yeah, just how you use the skills of your profession to help your family uh, and your friends. How? Well, I never feel like I'm doing therapy with friends. I and I don't mean it like that. Yeah, Sorry, so I don't I mean do, it like yeah, that. I, I mean, definitely don't feel that, but I do feel I probably have, have a, a unique 
way to see, hear, and understand things. Yeah, it's impossible so, got, to well, not. I can't not have listen it. to yeah. what someone's saying <laughs> yeah. and pick up on a theme and what they're going through. Yes. Like, you know, I've seen, I've done 30,000 psychotherapy sessions <laughs> yeah. at this point for it's, over 30 years. Exactly. So, and I know people. And yes. so, and I have biases. So, yes. like with your mom, I have a bias that. It is really a good idea to take care of yourself. Yep. And we have an obligation let's, to do that. Let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, I have a bias that that is something really important. So I'm going to lean into that. But, you know, I mean, what, but, but it's, but it's different because so many times with a client, I'm not going to be telling them what to do. I'm bossy with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm like, what the heck are you thinking? You got to do this. You can't do that. Yeah, but it's coming out of this knowledge. You, it's still coming out of this knowledge that you have and the skill set that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, your the way you apply that skill set might be different, mm-hmm. but it still is a skill set. I like. I realize, like, the skill set I'm trying to develop now with. Um, uh, with kind of with having conversations mm-hmm. i'm i've been over the last couple of years trying to do these podcasts in different forms and right. and talking to people and so i'm developing that and then i notice my conversations with my friends are getting better oh yeah my, right because i'm just better at coming up with a question right. oh there's a silence i gotta fill that silence oh i gotta leave and and i can do that and i think that that is um i think that that is something that people can use in their own lives, whatever it is, you have a skill. Like, I, when people who are really good at cooking want to cook for me, that's great. <laughs> like, that's a skill set. Mm-hmm. And when people mm-hmm. who are really good at conversation or listening want to have a conversation with me, I'm really stoked because I, because I know it's going to be worth my while. And I know it's going to mm-hmm. be helpful and beneficial mm-hmm. and productive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, it just comes down to, I said this in the eulogy, this David Bazan quote, and it's such a simple quote, but he, in one of his songs, he just has this line that it's hard to be a decent human being. And I do, it is a lot of work being a, a good person. You know what? I used to, uh, uh, <laughs> I used to think of those bracelets, like what would Jesus do? Yeah. What would a good person do? Yes. You know, what would a good person do? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, oh, actually I used to call it, what would a good grown up do? Yes. So, oh, yes. that's one too. Mm-hmm about feeling i guess feeling in your body is part of that is feeling like i'm like me feeling like a 31 year old person who Mm -hmm. like feeling like a grown-up or feeling Mm -hmm. like a Mm -hmm. an adult um but well yeah i think we're 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 heading down a good path i I mean i think we've gotten a lot of good work done a lot of good conversation there was something i really want and i don't know what i did with it um but well anyways uh, well, I always kind of end with talking about uh, something we hope for Elwood. So it can mm. be anything. Um, you know, it could be, you know, my brother mentioned when I interviewed him, he mentioned uh, when he lived here in the early 90s, the, a lot of the lingering problems, even more so then, with uh, racial differences mm. and hoping that 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 progress that it's made to 2020 continues to agree. Someone has mentioned um, wanting to more small businesses downtown. Like there's all those empty storefronts and just having a more vibrant. So it could be anywhere. That's, those are very different things. So what would 
as someone who's visited Elwood and mm. very much cares about a family in Elwood and um, what's something that you would hope that you think would be good for a town like Elwood or something you hope for Elwood? Hmm. I guess I probably can't separate it out from what I hope, period. Yeah. So um, I think it's, um, you know, like your mom's saying out there. Uh-huh. What is it? Is it be kind to everyone? Just be kind. Just be kind. Yeah. Those and are... so I, I guess in a way it's always, it comes down to work with your own regulations so you can just be kind. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Work with you, working on yourself. Yeah, because it's taking care of yourself before you, that old. Take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Well, and it's also if you actually aren't regulated, you can't do it. You can't. You just so you're not going to be able to. Do it. It's not going to yeah. happen. Um. <laughs>